Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of My Favorite Friendship. I'm Mark Musinski. And I'm Brian Wall. And we are friends. I sounded like a news anchor there. I don't know where it came from, except for that I'm excited to talk to anyone right now. Yeah, it's there's a lot of... People always talk about the, the sort of physical struggles of the coronavirus, but there are a lot of emotional struggles of the coronavirus and not being able to communicate with other human beings is one of them. Yeah, I, I do. I do live with my girlfriend. Very happy. Loving that. Great talking with her. You know, uh, we She's have right a great time. You, <laughs> no, I lock myself in the closet. <laughs> That's the only room you get in this house. That's all I got, man. I live in Hollywood. We can't afford that much space. But yeah, it's it's uh, very difficult to not see anyone, uh, not even just friends, but even strangers. It's wacky. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but our listeners know about that. <laughs> it's true. And uh, so this is my favorite friendship. It is a true friendship podcast about some of our favorite friendships from all time because we just felt like friendship was an important thing to explore. And also, I, I, I feel like we can learn uh, from our favorite friendships in history to be better friends today. Not only in being friends uh, to people we already have, but in also like, how to make new friends. Because some people get new jobs, get new life situations, and it's hard to make friends as an adult. And uh, most of these stories are about people who made friends as adults. Yeah, all of them so far. But here's the nice thing. We only podcast with our friends, but we also only podcast for our friends. Which means all of you guys, if you weren't already, just made two new friends. So please find us and let us know who you are so that we can also then make friends with you. I'm down. <laughs> so this week, I uh, it was interesting because not only are we uh, researching for friendships to talk about, but it also makes me consider Brian, you, my friend, and what you might be interested because <laughs> because we decided at some point, probably foolishly, that we wanted to be surprised by the friendships. But it also means that every time I find a cool friendship, I have to guess, oh, no, did Brian already think of this one? Yeah, I mean, there's not, you know, like how many famous friendships are there and how deep are we both going? So, yeah, I, I was scared that maybe we picked the same people this week. But the fun part is that it makes me think about like you as a person. So, for example, the friendship that I have this week, I think you will enjoy uh, but that's also why it made me worried because I thought, oh, Brian knows some of these people, not personally, but like, I just know from talking with you that you care about some of these people and what they do and who they are. And I think that you might appreciate this. All right. All right. Well, who, who you got? Who you got this week? So today I would like to share the, the story of the epic 15 year going on 15 years, still going friendship between Matthew McConaughey and Guy Fieri. Uh, <laughs> they are best friends. You what? should what? look at pictures of them together. What? They're smiling, they're laughing, and their friendship, I think, first came to the public attention when Matthew McConaughey spoke. He was the keynote speaker at Guy Fieri's Hollywood Walk of Fame star 
whatever you call that. Oh my god! Wow! Cementing ceremony. Oh my god! What a great friendship you brought this week, Mark. What? Do so you see why I thought you might be? You might have already been onto this because yeah. I know I've. I think you introduced me to diners, drive-ins, and dives. Did I? I. I mean, I love Triple D. I love Triple D, and that that was part of how we bonded with Keith too. Oh yeah. Uh, in the early days, was we loved diners, drive-ins, and dives. And I think and we'd watch. We'd even watch it before. Uh, Keith, uh, one of our friends, lived with us. Oh yeah, uh, with yeah. Josh this was just a- also. Oh, yeah, it was just a thing that we bonded over. It was just something we all were like, wow, we all love this. This is awesome. And one of the greatest things was when we got to go on tour together, we got to visit some of the places that we found on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. And that was, like, one of the best parts of touring, doing comedy with my best friends was having these small businesses, beautiful, uh, you know, greasy cuisines throughout America. And it's funny you should say that because that is exactly how Matthew McConaughey and Guy Fieri ended up connecting because Matthew McConaughey in the most McConaughey sentence I've ever read, which was Matthew McConaughey was driving across the country in an airstream just feels very on brand for him. Man, that is amazing. By himself or did he have yeah, a friend? Yeah, on his own. As far as this article in Esquire uh, was informing me, um, I, I literally am just picturing him like shirtless, driving his Airstream, bongos in the passenger seat. Because he this was 15 years ago. So he was, he was, you know, it wasn't true detective McConaughey, but it was... It was post-rom-com McConaughey. Man, I, that's how I like to live anyway. I'm into this. So he's airstreaming across the country because he just wanted to, you know, get a sense of America. The people who, who love him, who may have, you know, who may be his, his fans, admirers. Uh, he just wanted to know more about this great nation. And so he was touring around and just got obsessed with with diners, drive-ins, and dives. He was watching it, you know, in, in the Airstream, in various places he would stop at. So he decided, as he continued to drive around, that he was just going to call up Guy Fieri and ask for restaurant recommendations in different places. That is awesome. I love the boldness of that. There's something, this is honestly, if I were ever a celebrity, this is the part of being a celebrity that I think would be the most fun is the fact that you, if you're famous enough, almost anyone would would answer your call. That is definitely not something that we are used to as regular people. <laughs> no. Like, and the crazy part is he probably didn't even have to find Guy Fieri's contact information. He was probably, he probably just shot an email to like his agent's assistant and was like, hey, I'm trying to get in touch with Guy Fieri. Who was who was kind of just starting out at the time? I mean, I feel like the show had been on for a while, but he wasn't he wasn't the you know food the cooking celebrity we know today. And so Guy Fieri was was very flattered that uh, Matthew McConaughey was reaching out to him at all. And so they started corresponding. I think they had an initial phone call and then would exchange emails. and And McConaughey would just say like, "Hey, here's where I'm at. Got any tips for like?" northern louisiana and guy fieri would shoot him restaurant recommendations and then they would correspond about what matthew mcconaughey got there how he liked it this is how they sort of were first introduced 
See, this, this to me highlights that Benjamin Franklin quote where it was like, it, I, I forget the exact quote now, and you might know it. It's uh, like a, the best way to uh, get someone to be your friend is to have them do a favor for you. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's a – there's certainly a, some kind of quote about it, but it's it's more – it's a, a, the Benjamin Franklin effect is what it's called. Benjamin Franklin effect? Oh, Something okay. like that, yeah. Or, or maybe – I mean he probably has multiple effects named after him, but I <laughs> swear that's what this one is called. I'll verify. Check the show notes. Also, note, Brian, we should we should get some show notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, – but yeah, it's this effect where if you ask someone to help you, you would think that you as the asker would feel more bonded to the helper because they've done you a favor. But some really twisted part of human psychology actually makes it so that that person kind of feels whatever about it. I'm sure they're grateful, but the person who did the favor feels very bonded to the person who asked them. It's... Uh... Huge. And so I feel like that's a thing that happens a lot in these celebrity relationships that we read about is there's somebody asks somebody for a favor and somebody, you know, that, that's more famous that usually asks someone less famous for a favor. Mm -hmm. But then like they become bonded somehow. And I guess the way I could kind of apply it to real life is you don't even have to think about it in terms of like who's more famous or less famous. Mm -hmm. But Going out of your way to identify that somebody has some sort of expertise or mm -hmm. some sort of, yeah, just some sort of heightened knowledge. It is paying them a compliment to ask them for advice. But but if you don't take that advice <laughs> and you do so in an obvious way, that person's going to be like, well, fuck you. Oh, yeah. So you should you should probably take the advice if you're looking to form some so sort of bond with this person. <laughs> so that that's something that I, I've noticed in life. Yeah, that, I, there's something about this Matthew McConaughey, Guy Fieri story that, that really strikes me about that Franklin effect of like, man, you ask somebody for a favor and, and then it just, everything just blooms from there. Because like M Matthew McConaughey could have Googled at any point. Oh, yeah. And been fine. But to reach out to Guy Fieri is like, that's awesome. He wants it from the source. And you know what? <laughs> it must have worked because when he got back to L.A., the two made plans to get together and hang out. And they did. And apparently it was great. They they just talked forever and it kicked off this friendship that has lasted 15 years. And it's not they're not like co-workers in any way. They don't get anything of you know, business, monetary value from each other. They just really love each other's point of view on the world, culminating in Matthew McConaughey being asked to speak at Guy Fieri's Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony. And here is what he had to say about him. In a business where you can be whoever you want, you've been you the whole time. Because the thing that stuck out to McConaughey most when he met Guy Fieri in person was that the character he portrayed, you know, of himself in dry, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives was who McConaughey felt Guy Fieri truly was. And McConaughey, as I think he has said in public a bunch in very odd speeches, cares a lot about authenticity. And so the two just kind of were like, hey, here's another person in, in Hollywood who's just being themselves and that I can just be myself around and, and we get along and love each other. 
And that's all it takes sometimes to last 15 years and counting. Actually, probably 18 years and counting now because that Walk of Fame ceremony was 2017. Wow. So unless someone has hot news about the Guy Fieri-Matthew McConaughey friendship, I'm just going to assume it's still going strong. Are they Are they both Texas guys? Is Guy Fieri from Texas? Is that like something I'm just making up in my head? I'm going to look it up. I am also looking it up. Uh, nope, he's from Ohio. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so he just like loved him for his TV personality. That's awesome. Must have had similar taste in food as well, I assume. Yeah. I do know he, Guy Fieri, became, he was on the next Food Network star. That was like how he got famous. Well, and so one of the things that they said was that when they first met up, Guy Fieri was sort of just dealing with this newfound fame. So to have someone like Matthew McConaughey, who's been through it already, help him to sort of navigate that kind of situation probably really mattered. And when Matthew McConaughey talks about something like authenticity, having a friend who can help kind of guide you is a great way to be able to keep it. Yeah, that's it's a cool like kind of mentorship almost how that works out. And man, wouldn't we all love to have Matthew McConaughey as a mentor? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I gotta tell you, of anybody I'd love to learn from, I'd, I'd be down to hear what that dude has to say about how to get by. <laughs> I want to know what other subjects he mentors for. Like, what are Matthew McConaughey's masterclass options? It's probably like towing a trailer, driving a boat. How to pull off a white suit. How to, you know, get just enough tan without burning. <laughs> and I imagine he knows how to cook a good chicken. Uh, if he hasn't, I think he knows who to ask. Oh, man. You know they love chicken. But yeah, that's it for the story of Guy Fieri oh and Matthew McConaughey. What, what, what a heartwarming friendship. I love that, Mark. Yeah, and say what you will about either of those guys, and people do. Uh, I think it's really cool that they found each other. Um, I don't know. I don't really have any other questions. That's just, that's just amazing. Well, I wanted to see how you felt about the thing that brought these two guys together in the first place, food. Because I feel like food is a thing that, you know, mediates a lot of friendships. I mean, just think about if you were to meet a new person and you're like, we should hang out more in some way. What are you going to do? You're going to go to a coffee shop, to a restaurant. You're not just going to be like, Come into my home, you stranger. Yeah, it's a, you need something to bond over. Uh, they, now, I do have friends who I could not eat very much with, like Alex Lewis. Love Alex Lewis, but dude's the, one of the pickiest eaters in the world. We're great friends with Alex, but uh, but food is definitely like not a central part of our relationship. Perhaps for your experience with him, but recently... Alex Lewis has gotten very good at baking and pretty good at cooking the times I've eaten things he's cooked. And so he might be picky in a sort of external sense, but when he's making it, it's really good. Oh, man. Well, I, I, I got to try that now. Unfortunately, I, I have not been able to visit. Yeah, his, his uh, cinnamon bunt cake. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. Oh, along with many other dishes. Man, I love cinnamon. I'm not much of a baker, so that'd be nice. Well, maybe when this is all over, we can uh, we can get Alex to bake up some some treats, and we can have a party. Oh yeah, and I, but uh, yeah, I think one of the fun things 
I think bonding over food with people is one of the most fun things about touring when we when we toured was being able to eat interesting foods at small mom and pop diners around the country or barbecue spots or, or whatever, mm. like waffle spot, like Funkin' Waffles in Syracuse or, you know, Dinosaur Barbecue or... God, I'm only naming things in Syracuse right <laughs> Syracuse. now. Well, Syracuse has got yeah. a bunch of hits. I guess I'm just thinking of Syracuse I, right I mean, now. I love I love barbecue and being able to, you know, try it in different places and see each chef and each region sort of individual take on it is such a delight. Oh yeah. Man. Like trying a pulled pork sandwich in different places, it's all the same idea, but you get to see everyone's different take on it. So that I like having a yardstick like that, but I also like exploring the individual flavors of the you know of the region as well yeah and there's something about being that person that knows where the good spots are like guy fieri is when when you're that person that's able to make that recommendation and and people you know want to talk to you it can really open things up i you know i think i actually think that i got a, a commercial job because I was able to make good dinner recommendations really? for a director in an audition. Yes. It was for a Comcast uh, cable commercial because it didn't really require very much talent to get the job. Like my job was like to turn and smile or something. <laughs> but like I, I remember we were just talking about where to get a good steak in Chicago and I gave him a recommendation and he was just, and I told him why I love the place. And I don't know, it seemed to like resonate with him more than probably anything I could have done in the audition. What place did you recommend? Where did I recommend? I recommended, uh, I recommended Morton's. I like Morton's mm-hmm. and, and Gibson's was the second. And then I said, if you're on a budget to go to, uh, Oh God, the name is escaping me right now. But that that place that we always went to on Southport, on the north side, the uh, Peruvian Steakhouse. Uh, oh, I, yeah, I don't remember the name of right it. Right by either, the Dairy Queen. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, and I it was BYOB. I would remember it any other time, but right now, I don't know. I'm I'm forgetting it. But yeah, he, he loved that I had three, like just to rattle <laughs> off. But like Chicago has great steak restaurants, and my three are even a ridiculous three. Could have been, you know, there's so many good places he could have gone. But I think I I don't know. There's something about being able to recommend somewhere to go to dinner. There's like a bond for that. Do you know what I'm talking about? Am I crazy on this? Well, so <laughs> this just reminded me of I have an internal battle because I feel like, in a logical sense, something like Yelp, where it's the the aggregated reviews of up to thousands of people sometimes in theory should be more accurate than just one person deciding but then sometimes you get a person with a very unique taste or a very unique you know point of view and their recommendations can be incredible and just as unique as their point of view something you'd never have found if it was left up to like the crowd yes there's a there's some there's something about a unique point of view and someone and someone like Guy Fieri was able to see, you know, diamonds in the rough. And that's part of what made him so special. Makes him so special. I'm talking about him like he's dead. Guy Fieri is very much alive and is still very much friends with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're very proud of them. And we hope to have that kind of bond as well. 
So thanks for your inspiration, Matthew McConaughey and Guy Fieri. And thank all of you for listening. And we'll see you next time on My Favorite Friendship.